0: and welcome to Mental Reality. I'm Dr. Beach, and today I'm here with John. Hi, John. Hi, Dr. Beach. Now, today we're going to talk about aging, a topic I know absolutely nothing about. (laughs) Now, obviously, John, there's a lot more to aging than wrinkles and gray hair. Now, you're in your mid-50s. You're a corporate professional. I'm so glad that you could join me on this episode of aging, or what some people refer to as menopause as we think of some of the natural phases of aging as correlating with some of the biological systems like reductions in testosterone over time. So why don't you start by telling me a little bit about what specifically is happening with you that is causing you concerns with the aging process? Well, within the last short period of time, I've been
1: uh, placed on four medications. Tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, one for high blood pressure. Okay. One for cholesterol. One for uh, enlarged prostate. And one for uh, a bladder relaxer.
0: Okay. Now, are those... So that, that is a lot of medications in a short period of time. Are those all new medications or medications you've been on previously? Uh,
1: I was on them previously, but it was probably five or six years ago uh, that I was on cholesterol and some... Uh, blood pressure medication, but I went off of it uh, and recently had to go back on
0: okay now, some of those problems are connected like it 's not uncommon that people have high blood pressure and high cholesterol that those can go hand in hand part of kind of you know what some people call metabolic syndrome or cardiovascular risks. The prostate problem is that something that 's kind of gotten worse over time i 've
1: had uh, an issue that i 've known about for about two years, and it has gotten a little bit worse over time. But uh, what really scared me is my, it apparently runs in my family. My brother had the same situation and uh, he ended up in the emergency room one night. And you know, I was really nervous about having that happen to me.
0: Now they'll talk about prostates. It's common for men's prostates to become enlarged. And actually when men die, they won't often know it, but many men die and they actually have prostate cancer that they weren't aware of.
1: Yes, and the way I found out, I mean, I knew there were some issues uh, having to urinate often. Um, you know, I just knew there was some, you know, the the, the discharge, the, the flow was not what it used to be.
0: Right, and those are some of the symptoms you can get from the prostate, the bladder or urinary yes, symptoms that, that give a, a man an indication that there may be, you know, a, a urological problem, including with the prostate. Yeah, and, and then I went
1: for a... A, colonosc- uh, a colonography, and uh, during that uh, colonography, the, the doctor pointed out that I had uh, a thickening of the bladder wall and an enlarged prostate. So, And he suggested then that I should definitely get it checked out. And that's when uh, I went for my physical and all had to be put on all these pills,
0: all okay. four of them. Oh, I see, John. So you were doing the colonography as a substitute for a colonoscopy, and, of course, in the colonography... Um, Some people may not know this. You're able to see organs other than just the colon, and they were able to see your bladder and that problem you're describing. That's correct. They could see
1: that the prostate was enlarged, and it was uh, uh, causing complications with uh, my bladder, yes.
0: So there's obviously the obvious physical problems, like having problems urinating or getting up more to urinate or having an inconsistent stream of urination or holding on to urine. How does that impact you on a day-to-day basis or emotionally
1: the normal flow of your day gets disrupted by having to run to the bathroom so often and it's always on your mind
0: right and that can be very isolated you know interesting choice the flow of your day can very much become kind of related to kind of your urine flow and where you need to be and can you find a toilet and how often are you going to have to use the toilet that can be very disruptive it can
1: it's uh it's something you're always thinking about um And it's not just daytime, nighttime is impacted as well, that just your normal sleep pattern is
0: disrupted,
1: because you have to get up two, three times a night to go to the bathroom.
0: Right. And oftentimes, as people age, they do tend to have more medical problems, they find themselves on more medications. And at some level, that's kind of a concrete realization to a person, you know, that they are getting older, when you go from not being healthy or maybe not being on medications, to all of a sudden, as you described, being on many medications, that kind of tells you you know, that things aren't the same, that your body's changing. Yeah, it does. Uh, I, I never liked taking pills. Now I have
1: to on a daily basis, and it does give the impression that I'm getting older, you right. know, the impact of having to take pills daily.
0: Now, there are, there are some things that people need to take pills for and that will help and then there are some things that we can do ourselves without taking pills as we age to kind of kind of prevent the aging process from accelerating or keeping us more healthy. Uh, for example, I'm thinking of things like diet and exercise. Yeah, and I did change my diet a
1: couple years back, uh, probably four by now. And uh, I lost weight, reduced my blood pressure, uh, didn't impact my cholesterol a great deal. But I just generally felt better. I cut carbohydrates out of my diet and, uh, because I was having a lot of joint issues. And it really made an impact
0: on my life. Well, it's interesting with diets. Some of the most popular and research diets are anti-inflammatory. And you mentioned kind of on your joints. That's interesting that changing your diet, kind of they talk about we are what we eat. And inflammation in your joints Can be related to things like your diet, which you obviously wouldn't piece together. But being on a diet that has less inflammation effects can impact things like your joints when people talk about arthritis. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I can, uh, even now,
1: I can tell when I have carbohydrates during the day that the next day I can feel my joints don't feel normal.
0: Now, one of the other challenges, you know, I guess we could summarize as vanity. We do live in a very youth obsessed society that tends to focus and define beauty in many ways based on kind of being younger um and that includes kind of from both a physical as well as a sexual perspective
1: yeah that's true i'm in sales so uh you know your appearance has a lot to do with first impressions i'd say uh and employers like to have young people um rather than older folks and I have seen it in the workplace. So in my world, that's probably the biggest uh, impact is that I,
0: I see it in my work. Uh, and people will talk about, you know, concerns around ageism in the workplace. Have you experienced any ageism? I,
1: I personally have not at this point. I'm in the process of looking for a job. And I think it's very obvious when you're looking for a job.
0: So what challenges have you found being middle aged that you don't think would be there if you were younger?
1: I'm uh, just the consideration of hiring somebody that's in their fifties. You know, it's when I was younger. If uh, if I wanted to reach out to people, I'd get an interview almost immediately. And now that I'm older, uh, there's opportunities within my field, within my, within my experience and background. And sometimes I get a call and sometimes I don't. And when when I do, usually the issue is, well, you're overcompensated and I could hire two people for the price of you.
0: Right. And I would imagine as people get older, one thing that employers tend to be concerned about is how long the tenure of the employee will be. And I'm sure there could be risks that people will think if you're older, oh, you may get there and you may, you know, retire in five years. And, you know, all the work that goes into kind of training someone for a position Yeah,
1: I'm thinking they're looking for people that want to move up in the company. Not that I don't, but it's not the end-all, be-all anymore. I'm looking for more quality of life. Uh, But I I think you're right. They look at someone like me and and make the assumption that I only have maybe 10 years to offer the company. Uh, In reality, that's way longer than anyone in sales typically stays with a job. But I think the, uh, I'll call it a stigma. I think the stigma is still there.
0: Okay, now you mentioned we're talking specifically about aging in men, obviously uh, women have the same uh have concerns about aging as well, albeit their concerns may be different the same pressures and challenges women will talk about about the aging process. I mean you mentioned obviously the the prostate specific to a man. another area where a lot of men have concerns is around um, erectile function or erectile dysfunction, the ability to kind of get. To, to want sex, the ability to get erections, keep erections, or ejaculate. How has, how has that impacted you as you've aged?
1: Well, because I have the swollen prostate, there's been some issues there. I don't know if it's connected to the swollen prostate, but the fact that my doctor said the prostate can swell and you wouldn't know, but it depends if it swells inward or outward. If it's outward, it's not an issue. Inward, it creates urinary problems and... In my mind, I think it it creates uh, erectile problems as well. You know, when they
0: talk about erections, of course there's the physical that people are inclined to think about. And, you know, around 50% of erectile problems are physical in nature. I mean, something to do with, say, the prostate or the bladder. But the psychological or the mental health aspects account for at least the other 50%. Uh, In the challenges you've had, have you noticed that interplay and how the psychological aspects also contribute uh, to sexual
1: y- performance yes i I have experienced that and and uh one of the things is when you when you have a problem and uh, it, it let's say it is physical, but because you have that, it weighs heavily on you mentally as well so uh performance for instance uh is uh not very consistent, and I think a lot of it is the psychological part of it more than the physical as as you as i 'm on meds that help in a way, uh, and could improve my position. But, uh, mentally the fact that I couldn't do it and it's, it's always weighing on my mind. And sometimes it's just a matter of timing, you know, oh, I, you know, it, it, the situation might not be right for, for my partner, my wife. Um, and, uh, you know, by the time the time is right, m- my time's gone. Right. You know? So it, it's just, uh, the timing issue. It, it There's a a lot that goes into it,
0: and I'd say probably the majority of it is mental. Right. I mean, it's interesting. They'll talk about performance anxiety, right? That people's ability to kind of perform sexually Mm -hmm. is compromised if they're worried about their performance. And that kind of sets off a vicious cycle.
1: Yes, they, you know, what I always heard is you're thinking about it too much. Well, and, and when you say that,
0: I think about it even more. Right. So, it's a it's a vicious cycle. Right, and you mentioned kind of with the urine flow and using the restroom, the same thing can happen with age where your sexual kind of performance also needs to be more planned and more deliberate as opposed to just kind of when it comes to your mind, you're just able to kind of, you know, perform. Yeah, that
1: that's it definitely has to be more laid out. You can't just do it instantaneously. I mean, you can, but not as regularly as you used to.
0: Right. Now, another thing that often preoccupies people as they age is thinking a lot more about their mortality and morbidity, specifically in the context of their family tree. And if people have had family histories of certain disorders, potentially, you know, cancers, heart attacks, strokes would be some of the most common as you age, you start to think about the people in your family and what their health status was and kind of what they died of in the end. Is that something that's affected you, given your family history?
1: Um, it, it is. Uh, that's, I mean, that's part of the reasons I started going for colonoscopies and colonographies. Um, and there's been a history of uh, Alzheimer's in my family. Um, I've had my, my father, my father's brother, my mother's brother uh, all had Alzheimer's. So that's something that weighs heavily on me, and you you can talk about the psychological weight of it more than anything at this point, but if I'm very aware of it. uh, I'm always watching to see if I remember everything, and when I don't, uh, I automatically think that, oh, I'm getting Alzheimer's.
0: Right. Do you, like, scrutinize or challenge yourself? I mean, if you forget something, which may even be kind of, you know, just very routine, you'll say, oh there's the initial signs or Absolutely. i wonder if i'm getting the alzheimers and it's funny you say
1: challenge yourself sometimes i actually try to make myself remember things or put something out there to remember and if i if i do uh, i think things are great but if i forget about it and it comes back later on i'm like oh i forgot all about that so yes that's uh, it, to me it all points to alzheimers even though that may not be it
0: i mean they talk about you know the mind is a very powerful thing and obviously alzheimers is complex and biologic as well but they will talk about one of the strategies is to, with your mind is to kind of use it. The more you use your mind, the better it is for your health. Just like using your body, if you're able to.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's true. I mean, hopefully, work can keep that mind sharp, and uh, doing some reading, and you know, just staying up on technology and and, and life. You know, so um, I'm hoping that's enough that can.
0: So, John, I recently did a podcast on the topic of dementia where an expert who was a physician was talking about being petrified that she was going to get dementia because her mother died of dementia when she was around 70. She had just put her sister into a nursing home who turned 70 from dementia, and then here she is turning 70 shortly, You know, feeling that weight and just waiting for the shoe to drop and feeling very helpless in that. And she talked about kind of some of the mental health strategies she found helpful. She was big on kind of keeping her mind and her body active um, and trying to learn as much as she can to do everything kind of preventively that she can do to try to help herself. But obviously, it's not something where at at the end of the day, we know it's quite biologic, we know it's genetic, and there's only so much you can do. I mean, just using the example of of dementia, Alzheimer's that you brought up, what strategies have you found helpful for you to kind of, you know, deal with that risk and potential there, but also not drive yourself crazy, if you will? Well, I try to think
1: that, you know, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. There's probably not a lot I can do about it. Uh, One of the things in that alone is stressful in itself. So the the stress factors involved with that, and in much of life in general, um, I tend to uh, exercise out of me. So, Uh, going jogging, going hiking, um, you know, tend to relax me and are a stress relief. Also just getting away and, uh, you know, having quiet time with, with, you know, your family or your wife. uh, It's just to relax and not think about all the, all the pressures that you, you put on yourself for the most part every day.
0: Right. Another thing we haven't covered yet, but we're, you know, we've talked about your relationship and you're married, but some people are single and also um, gay men, I know that there's an increased kind of pressure and focus on, on aging in the gay community because um, it's not uncommon that men um, will be interested in or be with younger women. That same kind of pressure um, and focus on youth is present in the gay community.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it's, it impacts everyone uh, in one way or another. Um...
0: Well, John, I want to thank you very much for being here today and having this discussion. I found it really informative because we don't oftentimes talk about specifically men's health and some of the unique challenges that men can have, both mind and body.
1: Thank you for having me, Dr. Beach. And through our conversations, I think I realized that I focus on the physical aspects and really the mental aspects probably require a little more attention because they're... uh, it's probably something that I can change and alter and impact.
0: Great. And that's why the mind body connection is called the mind body connection because there is such an intricate link. So thank you for being here, John, and please stay tuned for our next episode of mental reality with Dr. Beach.